When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. A very good evening to you. Welcome in to All About Opiki here on SENZ. I'm Ricky Swanell and we are deep diving into the Super Rugby Opiki Grand Final Weekend. Yes, Grand Final Weekend has come around. It is a very short, very sharp competition, but we've seen some great quality rugby from our four teams. This is, of course, the second season of the full competition, although last year's competition, let's be honest, was a little bit of a hot mess. It became more of a tournament. They played over 10 days. Some teams, I don't even know how many games they got in, maybe one if that due to the pandemic and all of that. But we've had a full round-robin competition this season and we are left with a deciding day that looks like this. The third-place playoff will be the Blues taking on the Hurricanes Poet. That is 11.35 on Saturday morning at FMG Stadium, Waikato. And then straight after that, the grand final. It is the Chiefs taking on Matatu at 5 past 2. Sky Super Rugby Opiki. You can catch all the games live on Sky Sport or find your tickets at superrugby.com. So how did we get here? Well, let's start with the third place playoff, where, as I said, it is the uh, Blues taking on the Hurricanes. Each team had one win. Blues, in particular, probably a better side than that. They were very close to reaching the final, in fact, and though it was just, I don't know, handling errors probably let the Blues down. They showed a will to really attack in their semi-final last week. They had some good patches, but in the end couldn't get up over Matatu and losing that semi-final 26-23. But, boy, have they got some players. We saw a couple of them in the World Cup last year, the likes of Sylvia Brunt, who's still only 19, uh, Liana Mikaelitsu, who might have just turned 21, if that, um, an abrasive, tough, loose forward, who, if she can stay fit and well, could dominate the game for the best part of a decade. Brunt, uh, only 19, as I said, a midfielder with the skill and touch of, uh, you know, any great midfielder that you can think of, but just this abrasive ability and a willingness to crash it up and do whatever she can as well. So the Blues, yep, got some real talent there but couldn't quite get up over Matatu. In that semi-final, Matatu were pretty clutch. They had four visits to the 22 and they scored four tries from that as well. The other uh, semi-final saw the Chiefs taking on the Hurricanes and it was the Canes. I guess they probably came in into the entire tournament as the underdogs and, and they challenged the Chiefs for periods, but and probably in all frankness, they ran out of puff in their semi-final. 43-21 it was and it was only uh, the Chiefs who led 21-14 at halftime. Line out let the Hurricanes down a little bit as well. So that means the Blues and the Canes will play off for third and fourth, or the third, the bronze medal, shall we say, the game nobody really wants to play. Um, but these women will because it's a chance to uh, go again. And that leaves us then with a final at five past two. The Chiefs taking on Matatu. The Chiefs have never lost in Super Rugby. They were winners of the competition last year, as I said, that truncated competition. Uh, and four from four so far this season. They also won the one-off game, you may remember, back in 2021 that was played at Eden Park against the Blues. Uh, the Chiefs won that one as well. So Chiefs have never lost in Super Rugby and Women's Super Rugby and going with all the expectation on them on their home track. Matatu, well... 
They are the South Islands team. If you're just kind of catching up with, with Super Rugby Opiki a wee bit and, and who's who, obviously Blues, Chiefs and, and Hurricanes are pretty self-explanatory. But Matatu is is uh, based out of Christchurch. They're based at the Crusaders facilities. They're supported by both the Crusaders and Highlanders, but they are a whole new entity in Matatu. It was a name gifted to them by local iwi and a whole story created around them. And I think their coach Blair Baxter might have said last week they are in fact the only a standalone women's rugby club in the world playing in this level of competition. They've gone from not winning a game last season uh, to the grand final. And in their semi-final, their discipline so much better uh, than what we'd seen the week before. They did have to live off some scraps, though. They only had 40% possession, 32% territory in that semi-final uh, against the Blues. But they scored a, scored a couple of cracking good tries. And as I mentioned earlier, they were clutch four visits to the 22 uh, and came away with four tries. The Chiefs in that semi-final against the Canes, well, stats-wise, they were pretty actually pretty even um, with the Hurricanes, but it was that set-piece dominance that we've seen from the Chiefs throughout. They just take their opportunities uh, better than any other team in the competition. So they will go into this final as raging hot favourites. Matatu and the Chiefs, they played each other in round robin two weeks ago. It was the Chiefs winning that 46-38, but Matatu firstly led 19-8 after about 20 minutes in that match. Then the Chiefs scored 38 unanswered points and then Matatu scored 19 points in reply in the final 10 minutes. So they have had the ability to cut up the Chiefs with not many other teams have been able to do. So Matatu, yes, they will go into the final certainly as underdogs. Um, but with that ability that they have shown that they can take it to the Chiefs, if they can get some set-piece parity, that's got to be the key for them. So that is the scene. That is our two games coming up in Sky Super Rugby Opiki on the final day. The Blues taking on the Canes at 11.35 and the Chiefs and Matatu at 5 past 2. Joining me on the show to set the scene and to go into the camps here on All About Opiki, we will catch up with Chiefs assistant coach Daryl Suasua, of course a double World Cup winner with the Black Ferns back in the day as well and Matatu coach Blair Baxter is going to join me as well then we're going to have a chat uh, to one of the effervescent stars of the Black Ferns Sevens team Sheree Kaka, she's going to run her eye over the 15s game, over the Opiki squads and what we might see over the course of the weekend, of course she's played with so many of the players in our teams on grand final day too, so that is enough about me uh, warbling on when we come back on the other side we will go into the Chiefs camp with their assistant coach Daryl Suasua, stay with us here on All About Opiki here on SENZ. Welcome into All About Opiki here on SENZ. We are running the rule over our two final grand final teams. The Chiefs Manoa taking on Matatu and Sky Super Rugby Opiki on Saturday. And joining me now is Chiefs Assistant Coach Daryl Suasua. Thank you so much for your time. How are you going? How's the uh, preparation and the build-up so far for the final? Yeah, yeah, you know, it's been been pretty good. The girls are pretty excited. So we, we've just actually got off the field and training went pretty good. So, um, yeah, uh, just have to wait and see how it all unfolds on, on, on the day, I guess. You get such a limited time with your players. How's, I guess, the analysis and the debrief of what you did well in the semi-final? How have you reflected on that so far this week? Yeah, probably uh, for us is more a preview of, of the opposition and, and um, how they play. I mean... Much to a very good team, very structured team. You know, I think they're very well coached. Skill sets, it's good. So probably just having a look at um, what they bring to it and possibly trying to 
if we can, pick some weaknesses and where we can attack them. You played them just a couple of weeks ago and, and, and ran out well with a good win, but they hit you hard and they finished really strongly. What have you kind of pinpointed from that game, Daryl, that you can take into this one to improve or maybe target? Yeah, I think um, it, uh, one of the uh, things that we think they're very good is at turnover ball. If we make mistakes, they, we get punished. And in that first game, you saw, I think, we we're down two tries within, a, you know, the, the wink of an eye, you know, just a couple mm. of turnovers. They've got some great people around the breakdown. Um, Lucy Jenkins, for me, has probably been the, the pick of the bunch of the, this whole competition. She's been outstanding. And, um, you know, if we're not sort of protecting that, that uh, you know, those breakdowns, um, her and her mates, they'll take it off us. And uh, you know, as I said before, their skill set's pretty good. They're pretty organised on that counter. So that's an area we've got to make sure we don't turn over too much. I was actually I was going to ask you, who, who, who are the threats from Matatu or, or where you see them? Where uh, outside of those Lucys do, do you see the, the, the threats and weapons that they have? Yeah, yeah certainly. I mean, their back three's um, strong. I mean, I think they're strong across the board. And, um, you know, they've been well um, moved around the field by their, you know, their decision makers, their, their game drivers, which is, um, as I say, they're, they're, they're pretty good. Um, you know, and we've just got to, I guess from our point of view, we've got to sort of really bring that physicality. And I think last time we played them is once we started sort of um, taking them on up front, um, it opened up opportunities for us. Um, but, yeah, they're, they're, they're a very good side. Have you kept? Um, you're probably not going to tell. Have you kept something up your sleeve, or have you kept something in, in check in, in the hope of getting to this point, or is it kind of no secrets by now of the stage of the competition? Yeah, I think everything we've done, um, you know, in the, so we've had the obviously the three, four games, I think it is, and then the different games we put different pieces in, and today it was more or less sort of choosing which tools we're going to take into this game and just trying to sharpen them up a bit, so. You know, things we might have put in last week, um, they may have been the first time we'd actually used them. We've been drilling them. But, um, you know, we're trying to pull them out against the teams we think they'll best fit against. So we've got a few things we want to run against this group. Mm. I'm chatting to Chiefs Manawa assistant coach Daryl Suasua ahead of the Super Rugby Opiki Grand Final on a Saturday afternoon. Daryl, your kind of focus area is, is around attack and attack skills. What sort of stuff does that look like day to day in the skill work that you do with the players? Yeah, um, probably I guess the biggest thing for us is just getting across the, the game line for our from our first phase and getting our shape across the field. So in terms of putting in our structures with our line-outs and what we're doing with our scrum, uh, Greg Smith's been fantastic in that area. And it's that for us, it's, you know, right at the start, I talked to Greg about what we want from our line-out, you know, the sorts of deliveries. And one of the things I can remember very first, uh, as an example, the very first training, the girls asked if they could default to the the number two throw, yeah. um, if they're not getting the ones that we're after. And our, our, my mindset there was, no, you cannot. Um, and that was a matter of just forcing them to be better than they, they were because I felt that if we're going to let them default to something, that's what they'll they'll go to. So just through hard work, the girls work really hard and those sorts of, you know, the, the sort of line-up work they've been doing has been really good and it gives us some great platforms. So for me, my, my role really is to make sure we've got the platforms we're after um, the deliveries we're after, and that, that that helps us our backs get across across the game line, and then we can just play into our shape. Uh, so, how collaboratively, I guess, so do you and Greg have to work on on what moves they're looking at off a set piece to what you want the how the, you want the ball delivered? Yeah, so so I, mean, I know also from an attack, um, I guess, from a defensive point of view. Um, yeah, we, we work closely because obviously from that set piece defence, we want to try and reshape the deliveries that they're getting. And I think last time we did that, we did that quite well. 
Um, we weren't allowing them. I mean, as I say, when they get this sort of ball that they want, they're a very dangerous team. And to just reshape what they're getting, particularly in, in scrum, just trying to move them around a little bit so it's not as tidy as they like. Um, it, it helps us defensively. When you say how closer to work we work, I mean, it's, it's the way I look at it, it's all one and the same. Mm. Um, he asks me what he wants, what I want, or what sort of delivery I want. I tell him, and he goes and does it, and he does a really good job of that. When you look, Daryl, at some of the plays you've got, and, and I think one of the stars of, of the comp has been Tanika Willison and her skill set. You, have you seen in her, I guess, the value of being in effectively that professional Black Fern 7 since she was so young? Yeah, I mean, from an athletic point of view, she's obviously a great athlete, and I guess it's really learning the uh, learning the game. So we've thrown her in at first five eight a couple of times, so she's up now. I guess she could easily slot into there for us. Mm. Um, we've also played around with her at, at halfback as well. Um, it, it, the reality of it, she's a great athlete. She hasn't been indoctrinated into the 15s game yet, so finding her best position. Um, yeah, she's doing Lincoln well at. Um, at uh, fullback, but uh, you know that still may not be her final final resting place. I would think. Mm, interesting. How, why did you want to get involved again at this level with the women's game? I know you, you were with Counties Monaco. You've been working with Manu Samoa as well. How did you end up getting back involved with the Chiefs? Yeah, it was, it's a funny story. Um, um, uh, Crystal Murray Mazza, um, I coached her and also Victoria Grant um, when they were young. Youngsters playing rugby, and um, when I heard they'd sort of got their roles, I sent them a message and just say congratulations and well done and that sort of stuff. And uh, Mother returned uh, the message was, oh, what's your phone number? And gave me a call, and it, it started from there. I was actually coaching up in the Philippines. And, um, yeah, so we sort of discussed things from back there, and as soon as I arrived back in New Zealand, joined up with them. Amazing. You couldn't say no to her anyway. Yeah. <laughs> what, what do you think? I mean, you obviously had great success with the Black Ferns um, back, what, 98, 02 World Cups. What are the biggest differences you see now in the women's game compared to when you were at that height with that team? It's a funny thing. I, I, when I first um, got in here, you know, obviously the girls have been paid to do stuff and all that sort of stuff now, but I don't know if, they, if they're all as understand professionalism just yet. Mm. I think it will happen and getting this old picky going and payers getting paid now, I think, you know, the next generation will come through and they'll be really good professionals. Um, but I think, uh, for, and this is just my view, back in back in the day there, these girls, they were working and um, some of them gave up their jobs to actually, and changed their jobs. People like Anna Richards, who was a lawyer at that time, decided she couldn't do that and play rugby at the same time. So they made some huge sacrifices and they were as fit as they possibly could be. And, you know, to me, they were very professional, but they, they were never paid to do it. Yeah. And um, I've, I've noticed some of these girls are so young and they've been given this money. And it's the same as when you, you have a look at the boys, you know, young boys that come straight out of school into the professional environment. They've got to learn a little bit about life first. And those are some of the things I've sort of sort of picked up here that are a little bit different. Some of the skill sets are probably, they're, they're quite mechanical. You know, so their understanding of the game, I, I don't know whether that's because of the systems they're coming through, but they're very mechanical um, Mechanically coached, um, you know, the, the idea of sort of playing what you see and all that sort of stuff. Uh, players are forever asking, oh, where do I run next? And uh. that's um, that's quite an awkward sort of question. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's just about, um, and, and with this program, we've got it such a short time. It's one training a week, and then we're straight into it. So we've tried to make it real simple with our shape. Um, you know, we just fill the field, spread, and if you get the ball, you run. It's as simple as that. So, um, you know... 
So, yeah, we've tried to make it a bit easy. Well, it's, I mean, it makes for good attacking rugby, if, if nothing else, and, and it's been thoroughly enjoyable. What sense do you get of the readiness of, of the Chiefs? They are the team that goes in with expectation. Everybody expects you, Chiefs Manawa, to be lifting that title on Saturday. How prepared and ready uh, is the group for that? Yeah, look, I mean, just that training, you know, they're, they're enjoying, I think they're enjoying themselves. They seem to be enjoying themselves. And, you know, what will be, will be. You know, if we're prepared well enough and, and we're on our game, um, we'll, we should come out with a result. If Matatu's better than us, then at least we won't die trying. You know, we, we'll give it our best. And um, and as I say, the girls have, to me, it seems like they've enjoyed the, the campaign. They've enjoyed the opportunity. And hopefully it's just a stepping stone for a lot of these girls to go into a bigger competition next year. And I... I think um, you know that's that's what's really needed to keep this the interest up in this game. Hundred percent. Well, look, all the very best to you, Daryl Crystal, the rest of the coaching team, and of course the Chiefs Manawa women uh, for the final on Saturday. We really appreciate your time. Thanks so much. Okay, thank you very much. That is Chiefs assistant coach Daryl Suisil with his great insight. Stay with us here on All About Opeki. Up next, we go into Matatu and their coach Blair Baxter. Thanks for joining us here on SCNZ where tonight we are all about Opiki once more, building up to the big grand final on Saturday afternoon, five past two at FNG Stadium Waikato as the Chiefs, the home team, taking on Matatu and joining me to have a chat through their fortunes is Matatu coach Blair Baxter. G'day Blair, I mean firstly I need to check, I hope I haven't interrupted a golf tea time with you like I did last week. <laughs> no, no, not at all, uh, we've been busy. Today, uh, double training day, so we've uh, had a great day so far. Yeah, and we, we've talked in the past about, I guess, the time that you get with your players. Uh, so what does a training day look like now that we're into this kind of business end of preparation for the weekend's competition? Yeah, we've established a really good routine, and um, which is allowing the girls to form on Saturday. So nothing's changed for us this week. We, we have a morning session, uh, which establishes good clarity around what we're looking to do and then after lunch we come out and, and do some scenario based stuff and uh, where we can we go 15 on 15 so we get a little bit of a hit out and um, add a bit more intensity. How's everyone recovered from the semi-final because it, it was a brutal, it was a brilliant, it was a very exciting match that you played against the Blues in the semi. How was I guess the recovery and the analysis from that? Yeah, you did right there. We had some things up bodies, and we've had a bit of a short turnaround this week, obviously Sunday to Saturday. So we've had the player welfare is really important. Uh, they've actually turned up this morning, and maybe it's the excitement of finals footy in that edge, but uh, most, most of them, if not 90% of them, are in great position, position physically and mentally. So we're pretty fortunate that our girls are super professional and, and work really hard on being in their best space. You've gone from not winning a game last year, and, and look, we know that last last year's competition was slightly different with more tournament style, and you, you certainly had a crack, but from not winning a game to the grand final, what does it mean for the club? Oh, it's, it's ex- we're extremely proud of, of the first four rounds and how we've grown as a group and to make it to this week's big dance is, is a special occasion, um, like you said. Last year, for various reasons, we weren't good enough. And um, from that moment, uh, end of March last year, to now we've been planning for to get to this space. And, and final sport is different. So it's who turns up on the day, who's prepared to go harder for longer. And, and um, we've been preparing to do that. 
What's been the biggest lesson from from last year, from as you say, when you sat down in March and and got to have a look at last year's campaign and and to now? What's been the biggest lessons that that maybe the coaching group has had, but that the, the whole club has had? Yeah, you touched on you touched on before around the, the physicality and the speed that this game's played at. So we had to adjust to make better decisions under pressure. We had to be a little bit better in, in our decision making. So we've worked quite hard across the last. 12 months to do that and then just embracing all forms of contact so our scrum we're pretty lucky to have two quality coaches looking after that um, and a lot of work in the tackle and, and breakdown so that, those things that we needed to be better at and I think we've, we've, we've shown that we, uh, we can compete in that space do you think, Blair, like, did anyone really have an idea and understanding of how hard it is to build a club effectively from scratch? As, as we mentioned last week, you know, you've, you've got the support of the Crusaders and the Highlanders and the whole South Island, but you are still effectively that new brand, that whole new club, um, starting from the ground up. Yeah, yeah, I, that's a really good question. There. And having the support of, of both those franchises has been really good. And, and the board... Uh, Super proud of us, and they'll do anything to help us be great. So uh, that's that's made things really easy. Uh, we're pretty lucky to have a special name and narrative that that we can unpack every year, and and we have ability to um, think that with the group, the current playing group, like that, that's probably cool. They've invested in it, they own it, and they bring that to life in their own way. So that has some challenges, but also there's there's a lot more exciting things about having your own brand, your own identity and something that we can be super proud of. Mm. How have you, I guess, managed this campaign? Is it, it is, we know, a short, sharp competition, but there's those kind of distinct phases, isn't there? That I'd imagine that opening game and then you get into your couple of round-robin games. Did you, did you plan it out and compartmentalise it that or do you just, is it just go for it basically for five weeks? <laughs> oh, I think it, it is. There is some deliberate planning going in. We know that this being such a short competition, five weeks, it's a race, it's not a marathon, so you you can't make too many changes weekly, but as long as you're making slight adjustments um, to bring it all together in the final dance, uh, you're on, on, on to a winning um, formula. So I think we've we've managed to showcase that, that um, from round one uh, through to semi-final last week and into the final, mm. we're, we're still searching for that full 80 minutes, or it could be longer, <laughs> these two teams are... Uh, both ways be the final and, and it'll be a competitive game. I'm talking to Matatu coach Blair Baxter ahead of the Super Rugby Opiki final this weekend. What did you do well last week in the semi-final, Blair? You talked about not quite the 80-minute performance, but was certainly a lot closer um, last week to that you can take into this final against the Chiefs Manoa. I think what we've, what we've done well or continue to do well year is just play with limited position and scraps that we get, we're able to feed off and um, put points on the board. So we have 50% position. We're a different side as well. Um, I thought our set-piece stand-up after two weeks ago where we got a little bit um, potentially bullied. So again, again, this week, they're going to have to be on point against the big forward pack from, from the Manawa. Uh, and then just some really, really good decision-making uh, in that back end of the game and, and talking to our leaders. They felt really calm and composed. So... You consider that to the power in uh, round two where we turned down three points to take the game and um, to what we did on Saturday. 
that's some really good adjustments and learnings from our girls. Mm, mm. You you made a switch to your, to your forward pack last week by bringing Emma Dermody in to start at lock, and that allowed Alana Bremner to move to, to back into the loose, although at, at number eight we're so used to seeing her at six. What did that enable you to do? And it will is it something you might look at again this week? Yeah, so Lance is just an absolute champion of playing. She'll do whatever's best for the team. So we've played her at lock, and because... It's a different type of athlete than that type five. Their scrummage and maul and line-outs, endurance is second, like it's tough. And then having to shift to loose forward is even harder. <laughs> so um, giving her a start at that loose forward where you can see like stuff that she's great at um, over and above her leadership. She's good in those edges. She's a good carrier. Um, and she makes great decisions. So that we, we saw that. And um, I think that shift really worked for us. we gave Marcel Parks an awesome opportunity to add what she's great at and that powerful athleticism that she brings um, with, her, with her carrying and, and tackle. So that, that combination really worked for us. You got some massive impact off your bench in that semi-final, as you say, Marcel Parks, but I'm not allowed to call, we're never allowed to call her old because she'll, she'll have a go if I say it, but the veteran, <laughs> Steph, to your Heidi Fox, with that massive play um, towards the end, what mm. does someone like Steph bring to a week like this, to a final, to a big match? Yeah, you can't, you can't beat big game experience, and, and she is someone that's played lots and lots of years in all different forms, and her composure, her ability to know what to do in the back end of the game, whether it's closing out or chasing, she just has this manner about her that's, that's special and it's going to be um, lost when she eventually retires. I'm not sure when that is, but uh, she, she adds so much uh, on-field and off-field, uh, absolute warrior of the game. And um, She's not the only one out there that does that. I think Shante Poko come on mm. back into that game too and she's another calm woman that's got an incredible skill set and uh, they sort of know how to keep us really focused and, and basically where our feet are, mm. keep us grounded. You you played the Chiefs just two weeks ago. They were your last round robin game, and, and the Chiefs won at 46-38. But you, you led 19-8, and then you scored 19 points in the last eight. You had a great start and a great finish. So where do you look to improve, and take, what can you take from that match to go into the final? Oh, that, that's right. That's that 80 minutes we're searching for. And, and rugby is game of momentum. And God, I don't know if I've ever seen a team that's completely had dominated for 80 minutes yet in any form. So uh, we just need to do it longer than we did. And uh, round three, um, the, God, you look at their team, they've got like really good athletes um, and girls that are quite impactful and can change the game. So if we can take time and space away from them and, and maybe win more moments than them, then uh, we're in it for a lot longer this week. Some of those moments you mentioned it earlier are going to be around set piece, whereas I think we, we chatted, you, you know, your, your all Black Ferns front row would have been smarting a wee bit after the, what the Chiefs did in that round-robin game. So what sort of work have, have the, the, the forwards coaches been doing with them and, and how, I guess, what sense do you get of their readiness to take on that challenge again? Oh, yeah, they're, they're up, I think, like all, all of us are. We know that's, a, that's something that we need to be better at, and we will be. Um, they also got a plan around how we can manage some of their stuff, I think. Um, they threw stuff at, at us that we hadn't seen before, so that was that's a really good learning for us. And I think uh, our girls have prepared really well to, to do that, and like 
the battle plans only as good until the end of the battle. So we've got to have ability to adapt and adjust on the run if, if they throw any other any other little curveballs at us. How much does, I guess, so many of your players, and it's probably the same for both teams, they have now experienced big pressure cooker matches and we look particularly at a couple of those World Cup matches that they can go into this one and, and know what the pressure of, of a big occasion is like? Yeah, we're fortunate uh, to have girls that have played in, whether it's World Cup, whether it's Farah Palmer, uh, they've, they've experienced um, winning. So that's really helpful, and that calmness under pressure and, and making great decisions can only be really helpful for us. I think we're, we're looking for, for those girls that experienced uh, World Cup success to, to stand up this week, and big game moments, big game plays. So um, I'd like to think we see, see some of that coming. It's one of those things that you, you could say, oh, it's just another day, it's just another game. But it's not. It's, it's big, isn't it? It is, it is the final. It's what you put that work into. Oh, definitely. You, you can't dismiss that. Look, at the moment is what you make of it. So, again, we want to stay where we where our feet are and and just control what we can control. So it's, it's something that girls have been working on all campaign and um, we would never use. It's just another game because it's not. It's special. It's the first final, second ever picking We have a chance to to um, to take that title. So. You know, everyone prepares a little bit differently this week. Mm. I can sense the excitement. Um, I'm sure it's going to be one heck of a, a heck of a contest, and and you'll be throwing plenty at it. All the very best to you, Blair, and to the Matatu team uh, for the final against the Chiefs this weekend. Thanks so much for your time. Thank you, Ricky. Really appreciate you. That is the coach of Matatu, Blair Baxter, been in charge of the team for the last couple of seasons. Of course, had some great success with Canterbury and now so many of the players in that coaching team looking to add a little bit more with his first ever Super Rugby Opiki title. A huge occasion for Matatu. Didn't win a game last year and now look at them in the final. We thank Blair and the team for uh, Blair for his time and, and wish them all the very best for that final. Stay with us here on SENZ. More to come on All About Opiki. Welcome back into All About Opiki here on SENZ. Well, we've heard from both camps, the co- assistant coach of the Chiefs and the coach of Matatu, but what about an expert opinion? I was going to say an independent expert opinion, but I do know what part of the country my guest is from. But it is a real pleasure to have with me one of the stars of the Blackfern Sevens team, Sheree Kaka. Kia ora, how are you? Um, did you say expert? <laughs> well, look. I think you've called the wrong person, but... Um... <laughs> You are an expert. Don't talk yourself down. I know. I know you're you're all about Opiki as well. Yes, oh, 100% here to support the girls. Um, just absolutely loving watching them. I'm actually really gutted that it's the last last set of games this weekend. Yeah, for sure. What have you made of it? What have you made of the comp? Um, well, it's the first time that Gillies and I, well, Gillies as well, has actually sat down and watched all of it as well. Like since coming off the hype of the World Cup. We just can't keep our eyes off these women. Like, they are just amazing, and it's so fun to watch. You know so many of these players very well. Um, how proud are you when you're out there seeing them, what they're doing, and I guess how the game's been elevated? One of my nearest and dearest, Tanika, um, has, is having a break from sevens and is playing for the Chiefs. I'm, I'm sure you guys all know because she's been playing amazing. So I'm actually, um, I miss her heaps and I'm really glad that she's oh, doing well. I'm also gutted she's doing well too because I'm like, come back to me. I miss you so much. Um, but yeah, and, and the same as like Shay, 
Uh, she's been doing amazing for us too as well, like scoring the hat trick in the past game. So it's just been so amazing watching them thrive in different environments um, and showing women that you can actually play anywhere and do well. Tanika's probably been the standout or one of the standouts in the comp. I mean, are you still like looking back with a couple of weeks ago, that outrageous bit of skill she showed um, to set up that try for Georgia Dahls? Yeah, look, you know what? I think my compliments, and I don't compliment her often, so <laughs> after this interview, I'm going to go, I'm like, I'm done with it. Um, but she's had the skill for so long now, and for her to finally have her moment in the light, like limelight, I'm I'm just so super proud of her, and she deserves every, every, everything that's coming her way. Mm, for sure. Let's have a look at um, the, the weekend, the Blues and the Hurricanes. I guess uh, quite, two quite different teams. Hurricanes don't mind a, a little bit of niggle, but both teams enjoy the, the razzle as well. Where do you see this one going? Which way? Oh, gosh, I don't know. I'm a little bit biased because um, Shakira is in the Hurricanes team, so I always want her to do well. She's actually Billy's cousin as well. So, you know, family first, so we're hoping um, for her to have an amazing game and her team too. So I'm going to have to go with Canes, the power, sorry, Blues. Ooh, controversial, controversial. I know, I know, very, very (laughs) controversial. Like, but, you know, like, all of these teams are playing such amazing games, so you, you really can't say who's going to win or lose. Yeah, they, like they they are all performing just amazingly, and I think that's why watching these games is also so exciting. They, they're really well matched, aren't they? Mm, yeah. yeah. Um, the final, as I said, I, I do know which part of the country you are from, so I'll, I'll <laughs> angle this slightly rather than why do you think the Chiefs will win, but um, wh- like, what do the Chiefs do so well? What has been set up, and, and obviously from the players that you know in there, that they have set this really great perform environment in to perform? Yeah, I not only know the players, but I also know the coach as well. Mm. And I know the work that she does for all the players off the field and supporting them to be 100% themselves on and off the field. So I think that would be contributing to um, how they play as well. Um, and then I'm a little bit biased. I watch the backs all the time. And looking at that back line, um, you know, you've got Hazel Chubak, you've got Carla Huepa, you've got Mirilangi Paul. Like, there's just so many amazing players that all come together um, and you can just see the bond that they have, and they're just playing amazingly. Um, and, a, yeah, obviously a big shout-out to Luca Connor too because she is my husband's favourite player at the moment. Oh, isn't it like everybody is in love with a front rower? Like, what? <laughs> I love it, though. Like, how cool is that? And she's from, she's from friggin' Oportuki, so, like... I'm just glad that she's getting her time in the limelight as well because, you know, small town girls and big things. It's amazing. Mm. You mentioned the coach, Crystal Kawa. You all have known her from, from back in your Hamilton girls. High school days, she was with the Blackfern Sevens last season as well. What does she bring as a coach and as a person to a, to a team? Authenticity. She's 100% herself. She has to be ruthless, kind. Um, like, she can be all of those things whenever she feels it's right to. Um, she will never shy away from giving you the honest, hard truth, which is, you know, something that's that's hard to come by these days. So, um, yeah, she's just an amazing person, and I am actually really lucky to have her in my life. I can't imagine her being ruthless. She seems so nice. Oh, you know, no, 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 no. <laughs> like, ruthless in a way where you're like, damn, I needed that. <laughs> Just, or you'll walk away and you'll be like sookie for a couple of hours and you'll think about it. Yep, she is right. 
What about Mat- Matatu, the the new franchise, um, you know, with some players that have come from different parts of the country to help form that team? Where, what do you see them having to do really well in the final this weekend to have a crack against the Chiefs? Um, their fitness will help them out heaps. Mm. They've obviously got, got Renee Holmes at the back as well with her kicking abilities um, and the way that her and Shay have been working together has actually been quite, quite good as well. Um, I'm really excited to see their number 10 get in and do some work. So I'm, oh, and there's a young girl in there. Sorry, I don't know her name, um, but she's from Hawke's Bay and she's a forward. Um, to see her get in there and do some big hits and some big carries as well. Oh, on a, on, on a palo, the front rower. Yes, yeah. thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> so I'm excited to see her get some hard carries in as well because, um, that, yeah, that four pack's going to be a great matchup too. Does any of it ever give you any desire to play 15s? Oh, you know what? I can't focus for 80 minutes. Um, <laughs> I can barely focus for 14. You see me dancing on the field during the game. Like, there's no way I could last the full 80. So. <laughs> but hey, you never know. You never know. We'll just leave that leave that open. I like that. Know your strengths. Well, on that, Sheree, yeah. um, Blackfin Sevens are about to leave for Hong Kong, which is the penultimate league for the Women's World Series. Uh, first time the women are f- playing a full World Series tournament in Hong Kong. What are you looking forward to? Um. We're looking forward to the markets, first of all, the Hong Kong markets. <laughs> no, we're just looking forward. Like, it's the second to last tournament before we go on break. So we're just looking to keep performing, um, start looking for those relationships on the field and yeah, just, just putting our mark out there again and again and again um, in these next six games. So, yeah. Yeah, so... Th- th- to reiterate, the Blackfin Sevens have already secured Olympic qualification, did that um, in Vancouver last time out. You're pretty close to the title, although don't think it could be wrapped up. Well, there's a lot of things that have to happen for it to be wrapped up in Hong Kong. But how's the mm. team kind of gone to a, another level again this season, just when it looked that, you know, other sides were getting closer and you've been able to sort of pull away again once more? You know, I actually have no idea. <laughs> but I do know, you know, like we've got a new SNC. Our oldest team was amazing too, but we've got one now who has um, new, fresh ideas. Um, we've got the young girls coming through that have had opportunities in, say, Dubai, Cape Town, um, that are pushing, like, oh, I'm going to say us older ones, I am. <laughs> oh, I'm going to say us older ones to um, keep getting, getting better, keep growing. Um, so I think that's helping as well. Like you, it's it's hard to pick a twelve mm. in this team, in this squad, and that's um, something that's hard to come by as well. Like there's not one day that um, it's going to be the same twelve each time, which is yeah, it's quite exciting to have. And and what about for you? You and I have chatted about this in, in other times about your own game and how you just seem to have kind of gone to an next level. I know you I know you put it down to Gilly's being home and cooking dinner, but there's gotta be more <laughs> than that and, and just the way you're playing. Did you make your first ever dream team as well this season? Yes. After nine years <laughs> of being in and out of this team. It took me nine years to get it. Um no I you know, I'm just having so much fun and it sounds weird but I just know there's so much more to rugby now that I've been um like uncontracted and, and stuff and been out of the team before. I now know that there's so much more to it. So when I'm on the field and when I'm training with the girls, it's actually just all about fun. Um, so I think I'm just I'm just actually enjoying myself and 
yeah, having a good time. Mm. And that's why I'm performing, I think. Yeah. Speaking of a good time, Raise, mm. raise the Roof, your web series is back, <laughs> back for another season. Um, I mean, could you ever imagined, like, when you started out, or, as you say, nine seasons ago, and the opportunities that would come the way of, of you and, and the women in Opiki and all of that, the, that the opportunities for women's rugby that, that are coming along, whichever way you take them? Yeah, I just actually can't believe where how far it's come. Um, well, actually, no, I can believe it, but I can't believe that we've finally gotten the opportunity to do so. I'm like, I can't believe that people are actually finally being like, yes, this is the sport. This is these are the people um, that can do all of these amazing things, like the ambassador roles that we're now getting um, through social media and everything. Um, I'm like, finally, just. That, that just finally. Uh, what what can we expect on uh, to come on Raise the Roof as seen on Instagram? <laughs> um, you know what? I think we're going to have some sevens interviews players. Oh, sorry, interviewing some sevens players. Um, so we'll find some in this Hong Kong Singapore tour and see who I can um, bribe to come on the show. <laughs> Not for money, of course, but maybe for like you know some lollies or something. New Zealand lollies. <laughs> Well, way, way to go, big spender. It's, there's, there's growth opportunities there for Raise the Roof. There is, there definitely is. Oh, well, before I let you go, um, I, be, I better get a pick for this weekend's Super Rugby O picky final. Chiefs v Matatu. Well, who are you backing? What do you reckon? Oh, Chiefs, my number all the way. <laughs> Colour me shocked. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Ray, for your time and uh, safe travels to Hong Kong. All the best to you and, and the Black Fern Sevens and, and really appreciate it. We'll see you over there. Thank you. See you soon. Bye. That is the always entertaining and effervescent Black Fern Sevens player, Sheree Kaka, who really is taking her own game to a new level this year, just like so many of the women in Super Rugby Opiki. And isn't it interesting to hear just how many of the Sevens players who have transferred over, not some of the star names that we may have known from the past, the likes of a Stacey Walker or a Portia Woodman Wycliffe, but Tanika Willison and, and Shakira Baker, Shea Robbins-Retti, who are really standing out amongst their teams in Super Rugby Opiki and I guess the years that they have had in such a professional setup as the Black Ferns Sevens team really shining out there. Of course, the Black Ferns Sevens, they go to the Hong Kong Sevens and so do the men's team as well. Of course, all Black Sevens as well. Hong Kong is next weekend. New Zealand women can't, well, they can kind of probably wrap up the title, but a lot of things need to happen for it to be done that weekend. I think Australia needs to finish fourth or a whole lot of other things. So more likely if they can win in Hong Kong or finish top couple, top two, top three in Hong Kong, that they'll go to Toulouse as the champions elect for the final event of the season. The New Zealand men's sevens team, uh, too, are going along really nicely, still sitting on top of the table and getting pretty close to securing Olympic qualification to Hong Kong sevens next weekend. But we are all about Opiki, and that is what is coming up this weekend. A reminder, too, of our two matches. The Blues taking on the Hurricanes. That's in the third-place game, kicking off at 11.35 at FMG Stadium, Waikato. And then the grand final of Super Rugby Opiki this season. It is the defending champion Chiefs taking on Matatu. Kick-off at 5 past 2, also from Waikato Stadium. Sky Super Rugby Opiki. You can catch all the games live on Sky Sport or find your tickets at superrugby.com. If you're in the region, I would 100% urge you to get along. Tickets are cheap as uh, 
enjoy what these women are going to showcase uh, over the course of the weekend. There's some really good quality skill and we're trying to elevate this game to a whole new level and these players are certainly doing that, continuing on from the highs of Rugby World Cup last year. So get along if you can. 11.35, the Blues and the Canes and then the Chiefs and Matatu. The Super Rugby Opiki Grand Final, 5 past 2 Saturday afternoon. That is us for the evening. Hope you've enjoyed our couple of All About Opiki shows over the past couple of weeks. I'm Ricky Swanell. Have a really safe evening wherever you are.